Now, let me just say, if you have never read Daniel, you're missing out. You're listening to The Simultaneous Sound, keeping a heavenly focus while earthbound. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It is Simultaneous Lisera, and um, I'm here again to tell you about the awesome things of God every time, every Sunday. Not going to change. Not going to change. So that's all I'll talk about. So if you'd like to hear something else, well, I apologize in advance because it's always only going to be about the awesome things of God. So let me tell you, I did not feel any motivation whatsoever. Zero did not want to do this. And I said, yo, God, if you want me to do something, you're going to have to, you're going to have to show me. Like, it's going to have to be super clear. So, I just opened my Bible. I'm reading Daniel now. So, I began at chapter 1. And it's like things were just standing out to me that never stood out before. And that will happen when you read the Bible. It will never lose its quality. It will never be just the same thing you're reading over there's always something deeper because the bible is like levels it's like layers it's like a river you know you can always go further and it's like uh what's deep i guess that's why the song says deep and wide deep and wide there's a fountain flowing deep and wide because it's talking about god's love and also god's word it's so deep anyways that's just a bible promo but yeah, Daniel. So before we do that, let us pray. God, thank you for making your word accessible to us. And I pray for all those people who's, who don't have access to your word. I pray that you will make your word accessible to them. And I pray that the Christian community will grow. And I pray that more and more people will experience your love. And more and more people will go deeper into your love. And help me and help everyone else. Go deeper into your word and to fall in love more and more with you. And help us to hear and obey and be passionate and be bold for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So let's get right into it. Like, it's so much. It is so much. Okay. So today we're talking about favor in a less than ideal place. Well, really, not only favor, but we're talking about we're just talking about a less than ideal place and why that happens and all right let's just talk about it okay so the story of daniel begins with daniel basically and other people being captured from israel so there's this place called babylon and we're not talking about the political structure now we're talking about the actual city, Babylon. And they were basically this great superpower back in the day. Um, this really huge, powerful state. And so, they captured the Israelites, right? And for some proof and context, 
in Daniel chapter 1 verse 1 it says in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim king of Judah Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon came to Jerusalem and besieged it and the Lord delivered Jehoiakim king of Judah into the hand into his hand along with some of the articles from the temple of God so there was a king in in Jerusalem there was a king and God allowed the king of Jerusalem to be handed over, the king of Judah, to be handed over to the king of Babylon. So, you imagine your king Tekwe. That's it for you. So, then the king Nebuchadnezzar says, I want the most handsome, the most, the smartest, um, the people who are quick to learn, qualified to serve in the king's palace bring the best of who we've captured people from the royal family bring them in train them for three years so they can serve me so this king is taking the best of them and imagine you are a good good prince right you are you have status you have money and someone just whoops take you away and say you're gonna serve me like that's a hard hit I mean, if you were a regular degular, somebody, you know, working, making a means of living in the marketplace, you might not mind serving the king, but imagine you're basically the same level as a king or a little below in your own city. And then for someone to capture you, that's a hard hit. So anyways, you can see now that Daniel was in a less than ideal situation he was royalty and now he had to be serving he was captured and now had to be serving in another king's palace so so let's read on so this king nebuchadnezzar we're in daniel chapter 2 now the king nebuchadnezzar had his dream and he was extremely troubled by his dream and him said get all the magicians the enchanters the sorcerers and the astrologers to tell me what I dreamed. And I must say, no man, we will tell you what your dream meaning or just tell us what you actually dreamed so we can interpret it. And King Nebuchadnezzar said, No, I insist that you tell me my dream and the interpretation. So they must say, Yo, what you're asking for is impossible. We cannot do that. And he said, all right, fine, I'll cut you into pieces. This is Daniel 2, verse 5. He says, I, have, I will have you cut into pieces and your house is turned into piles of rubble. But if you tell me the dream and explain it, you will receive from me gifts and rewards and great honor. So tell me the dream and interpret it for me. And they go on and they insist. And he gets angry. And he says, you know what? Kill all of them. Kill all of them. And so Daniel hears about this. And he asks the man who is sent to kill all the people. He says, why is he being so harsh? And he says, well, so the king says, so we have to do it. So Daniel says, hold on. Let me interpret the dream for the king. So he actually volunteers to tell the king his dream. That's something like 
interpreting it is one thing. You might you can make up something on the spot, but telling somebody what they dreamt <laughs> that's another level. And so in the night, Daniel gets a vision of what the dream is and what the dream means. And he tells he tells King Nebuchadnezzar. And he says, King Nebuchadnezzar, Daniel replied, No wise man, this is Daniel 2.27. Daniel replied, No wise man, enchanter, magician, or diviner can explain to the king the mystery he has asked about. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. He has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in days to come. Your dream and the visions that pass through your mind as you are lying in in bed are these. And he goes on to tell him what he sees. He says, as your majesty was lying there, your mind turned to things to come. And the revealer of mysteries showed you what is going to happen. As for me, the mystery has been revealed to me, not because I have greater wisdom than anyone else, but so your majesty may know the interpretation and that you may understand what went through your mind. Majesty looked, and there before you stood a large statue, an enormous, dazzling statue, awesome in appearance. The head of the statue was made of pure gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, and its legs of iron, its feet partially of iron and partially of baked clay. While you were watching, a rock was cut out, not by human hands. It struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay and smashed them. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were all broken into pieces and were like chaff on the threshing, on the threshing floor in the summer. The wind swept them away without leaving a trace, but the rock that struck the statue became a huge mountain and filled the whole earth. And so that's the dream, told in dream. Where dream, terrifying dream. And then he goes on to say that you are the statue's head made out of gold. These all these parts of the statue, gold, silver, bronze, whatever, they are talking about kingdoms and you are God has made you successful and very powerful and you are the gold. Then next there will be a kingdom which is less powerful than you. That's the silver one and then the next one, that's the bronze one and then one that is still very powerful but less and that's the iron one and then there will be lastly one that is mixed of iron and clay there will be a divided kingdom and then he says but then the rock the rock in this is verse 44 in the times of those kings the god of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed nor will it be left to another people it will crush all those kingdoms and bring them to an end but it will itself endure forever this is the meaning of the vision of the rock cut out from the mountain but not by human hands a rock that broke the iron the bronze the clay the silver and the gold 
to pieces. That must be a strong rock. <laughs> must be the rock of ages. But seriously, it is the rock. It is, it is, you know, God's kingdom being established. And so King Nebuchadnezzar says, Yo, surely our God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings, the revealer of mysteries, for you are able to reveal this mystery. And what I got from that is that, one, God will allow you to have things done that people have been trying and trying but could never do because they didn't have God. All these magicians, these enchantresses, they're not somebody who jump up and, and say, let me perform two magic tricks for your party. No, they knew what they were doing. They were practicing magicians, right? And they could not tell the king his dreams. And just because Daniel... Daniel knew God, and that was his only reason that he could interpret the dream. So God will cause success where he is going to be glorified, right? So even in the less than ideal situation, remember him coming from a really high place, you know, Daniel, he's a, he's a prince. But even in a less than ideal situation, he will give you success and favor. And honestly, the very fact that Daniel had manners, the very fact that he wasn't bursting in anger, because if you read Daniel 1 and 2, you will see anytime he talks to them, it says he talks with tact, you know. He speaks nicely to them. And it's like, this boy must be angry. Him, him family just get captured from him hometown where he is a prince, right? So the very fact God will give you some impossible gifts like patience, right? So even that is amazing to me. And another thing, Daniel volunteered. It wasn't like he said, you interpret my dream. He saw what was going on and he trusted enough in his God to volunteer something that was impossible and it just goes to show we can have that same boldness to volunteer to do things that have not been done before simply because we trust that our god is more powerful than any impossible thing and i mean i might talk about god being able to do impossible things a lot because honestly i think we we need to hear it more because sometimes it's like we put god in a human box when he ain't human or else it wouldn't make any sense you know if he was human he would just be a brethren you ask for money or your brethren you ask for do a favor he wouldn't be this great powerful being that can show you dreams of a king so <laughs> let's just remember that and be bold when we're doing stuff yeah and i sat back and i thought you know we might not be princes literally in exile or maybe we might be i don't know but in some way or another in our lives we are all in a place that is less than ideal whether it is that the place where you live is less than ideal or the friends that you have are less than ideal. Or the fact that you don't have friends. Or your family. 
or your finances are very less than ideal or your school situation or your not school situation we all have something in our life where we're just like "Mm, this could have worked out a lot better this situation is very less than ideal but let me just encourage you with a piece of truth what did leak me god is ideally for less than ideal situations and that's not to say that God is only a God for the hard times. But it is to say that in the hard time, <laughs> he's there. He is there. I don't know how Daniel could have survived had it not been for God. I mean, some of us would just be utterly depressed once we step foot in Babylon. Coming from n- remembering that these people, to serve the man who is the cause for all your misery? What? Like that is just God. That is just God right there. So yeah, we're in situations that are kind of, sort of, could be better. But God's still there. And Daniel being in Babylon was not only... Of course, it was to glorify God, but it was not even only for that. It was to save the other people's lives because after he interpreted the dream, he pleaded for all the others not to be killed. So the, the magicians who the king said were going to be chopped to pieces, Daniel said, let's not do that. And because the king liked him so much and respected him so much, he said, okay. And so... We're in unideal situations for a reason. And yeah, that might be hard to hear. You know, everything happens for a reason. No, but sometimes you'll never understand the reason. So no, honestly, sometimes if I'm in a less than ideal situation, I don't go out searching for the reason because sometimes we'll never know. But ultimately... The reason is for God to be glorified. Right? So maybe like Daniel, you are in a less than ideal situation to save lives. And sometimes we think that God is confined to church. But he will give us answers for for the world's problems. For economic problems. For environmental problems. Like, he's not just, he's God of the world, you know. Like his rule of the entire universe. And Daniel is very similar. The story of Daniel is is very similar to the story of Joseph. And when you look at the story of Joseph, he was taken away. Just like Daniel. Daniel and he was also serving in a foreign place. And at the end, you see that. Part of his purpose for being there was to help them survive a seven-year famine. And it just goes to show that God is strategic and he cares about his people. And he has answers to people's problems. Which can be found in the less than ideal place. I hope you're understanding what I'm saying right now. But yeah. So... And ultimately, the whole thing, the whole process, is to glorify God. That's why in verse 
47, it says, Surely our God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and the revealer of mysteries, for you were able to reveal this mystery. Right? So it isn't for our glory to say, Yeah, man, I'm wise, I'm great. It's for God. And it might not turn out like Daniel. You might not be in charge of everything and a king might not say, Yeah, man, give him gifts. He's amazing. He interpreted my dreams. No. Sometimes you'll get laughed at or depending on where you are, sometimes you will get killed. But the most important thing is that the purpose of us being in that less than ideal situation was achieved that god was glorified from us being in that less ideal less than ideal family or financial situation or school situation or anything like that so my encouragement to you today is god is in your less than ideal situation so don't give up remember that he's there and you can really call on him because the whole reason daniel got interpretation of the dream is because he asks, it's because he asks. It says in Daniel 2.17, Then Daniel returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. He urged them to plead for mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery. So, sometimes in the situations that are less than ideal, we just need to ask our friends to pray for us, you know? Or just need to pray and ask God. So, yeah, please don't give up. We all in some situations that could be a lot better. But God is ideally for less than ideal situations. So, with that being said, let us pray. God, help us to trust you in those situations that are very bad and... Give us boldness um, to do what you're asking us to do and help us to do those impossible things that you're calling us to do because we can't do it. It's really you. It's only you. Um, yeah, help us to step up to the plate when you ask us and help us to not give up and not have a bad attitude in bad situations. But to just praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Yep. I really hope you have a good week. I do. But if not, <laughs> call on God. Yeah. Later.